Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buckets. That's the name of my boat. Buckets. 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 What we get. Not the only transfer we got from Florida. Keith Stone, too. Remember that. Everybody who watches his show on a regular basis knows my love of the stretch four. You know, we all make mistakes. He might have made one going to town. See if y'all don't know. Dribble to the left, cross over to the right. Hurricane to the game, many buckets for the night. Matt with the pin and roll, Melissa with the give and go. This Shelly O, hoodie girl dunking in the hole. Check the scoreboard, this what we fall for. Peep the gameplay, they want an encore. Yeah, over time for another round. It's buckets after buckets, baby. You out of time. It's buckets. What it is, homie, it's buckets. Woo! We get buckets. Yeah, baby. Buckets. I have no shame. I know. That's the problem. You guys are awesome. Welcome back to another episode of Buckets. We got Vish, myself, Matt, and Melissa. Full squad on the show tonight. How are we doing tonight? Melissa, how are we doing tonight? <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. um, for those of you who haven't been following, uh, I was in D.C. with Vish this weekend. We drove up to New York to see the Canes play Colorado at Barclays. And for anyone who watched the game, knows the tragedy and massacre that took place at Barclay Center on Sunday afternoon. Um, but on the bright side, both of my flights, both to and from DC were on time, no far four hour delay this time. So, and the flight attendant gave me extra Biscoff cookies when I told them how good they were. So shout out. There you go. We, we don't have the, we don't have the, uh, the airline sponsor. Matt, oh, you see the quote? Look at this. Long Beach. It should be Go Beach. Is that what they say? They say Go Beach. Yeah, Go Beach. Picked up the big win against USC. Oh, we got we Ronnie. got a usual. 
We got yeah, a usual got, in yeah, the chat. Yeah, the, I mean, our, di- our, 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 our diehards aren't going anywhere despite this. Uh... Oh, man. Look, look, oh, look at him. he's look at, at the Dolphins game. Man, this is, um, this is some serious dedication. Kane's cat's heat. Wow. Not, not that it, you know, not, you, uh, I guess it's sort of important, but nobody on this show is a Dolphins fan. Um, but good luck. <laughs> I actually cannot tell because I know the Dolphins aren't, I don't believe they're winning. I'm pretty sure they're he's down talking 10 about to seven, I think. Okay, here we go. He's talking. I was like, we're talking about the Dolphins. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Yeah, we got to, we're yes. going gonna, we're gonna, to we're gonna dissect. The men's uh, basketball team is definitely on the ropes. We're going to dissect what's left of this basketball program. And, uh, <laughs> but, Fish, how are you? Sorry. We didn't even let you get to the to Matt's question. I mean, you know how I am. We spent the whole week on the others. Fish is lonely. We saw, we, saw that, we saw that performance together. It was, uh, you know, we got the full squad here. The full squad feels like it didn't go to Brooklyn, though, because uh, the uh, – uh, Matt's on the other coast. But yeah, I, I wasn't talking about spot, him. I was talking about the actual team. Oh, but the bright spot of of that day is that we got Cat Delicatessen. There you go. Yeah, and uh, avoided not getting drenched in rain. Wait, so pouring the whole time. So, Melissa, what'd you get from Cats though? Because you don't eat red meat, right? I got turkey, which people on Twitter gave me a hard time for not getting the pastrami. But Vish, what did you ask me, and what did I say? I said, "What should I get?" And she said, "Get the pastrami." It's a great story there. <laughs> I don't need it, but everybody Riveting. that I know that likes Riveting Jewish deli details. always says pastrami is the best. So I'm like, if you want to be a true Jew, you got to get the pastrami with Russian dressing. Um, but I got turkey, Russian dressing, and then, of course, the pickle. So, But they put a pound game? of meat on these sandwiches. <laughs> they are massive. Oh, damn. I feel like we should get into this game, man. Kane's cat yeah, team is yeah. going off and, in and, races, and, right? And and I tend yeah. to agree. I tend to agree with them. But um, yep. Sorry, food. <laughs> actually, I actually don't necessarily agree with that. I think when there was a bat, when we were down by about 10, 11 points with eight, seven, or eight minutes left, we quit. Like we kept throwing the ball away. There was no focus. We stopped playing. Because we've come back from deficits worse well, than I mean, that last the year. Game, look, look, the game was over. Right? Norchad found out it was over, but we didn't finish the game, and they did. And that's why it ended up being a 30-point game instead of like a 10-point game. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think I think one of the big things that me and, me and Vish were talking about off the game, and I think we even mentioned it in like the chat because we were talk, texting with Matt the whole time. I, I don't understand not bringing Keyshawn back in towards that well, middle well, of the let's, second let, half. Let, let, let's start with the beginning because I think – I, 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 I know, but that's say, what bugged me the most. What bugged me the most was how soft we were. I, I they came out physical, and we even Norchad was not ready to physically engage with them, and and they pushed us around. They bullied us. So we just took it. I mean, let's be real here. We got pushed around, and it wasn't just that. And yeah, there's going to be there are definitely issues with with where look we're undersized, so you, you got to put in the effort. We just didn't do it. Like we were. Slowed every ball. We got out hustled for him. I mean, they had more rebounds in the first half than we had in the entire game. Um, and this is what the and we weren't we weren't taking the shots that we take. We played we played to their strengths and our weaknesses. I thought we were lackadaisical. I think we showed up. I think I think it's been a problem now a few times this year where we you know we've been to the Elite Eight in the Final Four and 
we show up thinking that's going to get us something. It's just not. You have to work just as hard and 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 but, play just as focused. And we're just not focused right now. There's a lot of crap going on, and I think we expect that that's going to buy us something like that. We've had these runs, and you know we're one of the top teams in the ACC, and you still got to show up and play. And we just didn't do that here. And when I when I look especially at especially in the second half, but I would say most of the first half too. We made that run at the end of the half cut it to one with still without getting a rebound like they traveled on one play we stole the ball and some went like a, a ran off i think it was like a seven to two run or seven yeah. run, like whatever it was and got within one and it's like that game we were down one but like man we should be down a lot more than one right now and it was i just i was really disappointed in the effort and the focus um the size issues are one thing but you can't just like get pushed around the way we did it was really disappointing a lot of unfortunate yeah. I mean, I see a lot of people complaining, um, saying things about the size thing. Obviously, we are a smaller team. I do think that the backcourt combo, like we've talked about this so many times of Nigel and um, Bensley, Bensley is just, I don't know, giving us trouble on both sides of the floor. Um, but the one thing I was going to say, too, is like when you commit to small ball, you have elite guards, right, that are able to make plays at a high level. And to some degree, you have to have guys that are not going to turn the ball over. Our, like this year, this season, even though we're 7-2, and two, we have been terrible with ball security and just making poor decisions. Um, I believe we're 225th in turnover percentage, I want to say. Last year... 47th the year before that we were seventh a lot of that was due to you know charlie moore you have to credit that to you know jordan miller and isaiah wong last year had the ball in their hands a lot and they never turned the ball over um i didn't think this was going to be as big of a problem but you know with these expanded roles i mean blame it on adjusting you know to an expanded role or whatnot but it's it's just so difficult to watch because they're not even turnovers that like, I feel like the defense are really pressing. It's just us with poor decision-making and it hasn't gotten better. And it's exemplified in this, in these games against, you know, competitive teams like Colorado, Kentucky. Um, and it's really hard to watch. Melissa. It was, it was a rough four hour drive back from Barclays to DC and <laughs> in the, the other rain. The other thing, too, that I want to touch on, because we've talked about it before, is the miscommunications on defense are just, like, so atrocious and awful. AJ Casey got lost, like, three times, like, completely turned around, didn't realize who he was even guarding. Um, and I don't want to just blame AJ Casey, because I think Matt Cleveland gave up, like, three or four backdoor cuts himself that I just remember off the top of my head. Um even Bensley had some moments where he helped off and like, you know, you're going to in basketball, you're going to be switched on to someone bigger. Right. Um, but also, but I want to, I want to talk about that though, too. I don't understand what our coverage was when they were they, that big oaf they had was setting those screens up top and why we were trapping everything and allowing him to, to slip into the paint unfettered on every freaking play. Well, why don't we just was. go, just, why don't we just go under the damn screen and let them, take a pull up off the durable three pointer. Like I don't understand why we never switch that coverage. That guy 44 can't shoot for shit. Like let, 
why are we even messing out there opening the whole paint up by trying to trap everything? I don't understand. I get it. Conceptually Vish, was, Vish was saying that from like halfway I, through the first well, half. Well, because what, what they were doing, because they, they were smart in how they attacked us. And I was really annoyed we never switched the coverage, which is they weren't doing the traditional, um, you know, pick and then roll to the hoop and throw it directly into the to the big where we'd have, you know, someone like maybe Cleveland switched onto him, which is a mismatch, but not as bad. Instead, they were they were making two passes to get it in there. He was sealing, and that's where the extra rotation has to come from the weak side then because then you're rotating. So you're trapping the point guard or whoever's dribbling at the top with Norchad and, the, and one guard. Instead of going straight and, and, and throwing straight down the screener, they were then thrown into the elbow, and so then you rotate. So whoever had, had come down on, on the base, usually Cleveland, then has to rotate to the three-point line. That's where you end up with, like, Bensley trying to card their center. And I don't understand why we never switched the coverage up. They just kept running that over and over again. It was layup drills. And then we overplayed it and, 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 and battled out all those back cuts. Like, I, at one point, I was like, we should just go zone and stab someone stand next to the basket. They're doing layup drills. I, I don't understand how there was no – defensive adjustments one time right at the start of the second half somehow miraculously norchad got all the way back in front undercut the pass and stole it even though he was out the three-point line they threw the pass other than that it was automatic mismatch and wide open guys in the paint for them every time they ran that it was painful part of of it it is certainly players not executing what they're supposed to like matt said getting lost not like rotating crisply but i don't understand why we gave that big guy so much respect on the perimeter let him shoot jumpers all day like uh, to me we were way too aggressive in how we played that like go under the screen make them hit a few threes because they actually did not shoot that well from three it was everywhere else that they killed us and and i would have just said hey let them it's better than giving up layups and and we never really half the threes they made or even more of them were off like they missed a couple threes and they kept getting offensive rebounds and that's and also we a symptom of how, how defensively, how, and they just got wide open shots and made it on the third time. If you let them keep shooting it, they're going to make it eventually. And that, but that was also a symptom I felt of how we were covering their screen game by having Norchad try to trap everyone out beyond the three point line. He's so far from the basket. Yeah, it's not. I, I, not I, just, I, I would have liked to have seen some adjustments at some point because we never switched out of those coverages. There's a lot of fronting of the post too. Yeah, and I just I, Which, I, I, if you if you do that. Like I, this is something last year we did really well, right? You front it, like we did it against Baycott. You front it, or you you cheat over the top, but then you have help side there right away. And I felt like it was coming way too late, and they would just get easy lay-ins as well. We don't have Jordan Miller. No, we don't. I think that's why you see a lot of these things getting exposed now, you know, because he covered up so much defensively. Well, but it was him, but it was also – we weren't playing two tiny guards either. It's both of those things, right? He's definitely – I mean, the the defensive, I would say, IQ, or, you know, to be kinder, comfort that he had and how comfortable he was with his role and and just going from that to Cleveland, who's lost half the time, is, is a big, big fall off. And then, you know, having two point guards essentially that are – if we're – generously six feet tall probably significantly shorter than that that's the help instead of isaiah wong is also just a big 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 issue there there was also something else i noticed and we weren't maybe necessarily doing this as we were doing this more at the beginning of the season than we are now 
but um or not doing it more um i and i i said it to vish at the game i was like after we shoot everybody's already running back i feel like norchad's the only one that's going off after offensive boards you don't have to have four guys back. Like, obviously, you want to stop the transition. That's why you have your backcourt guards. But earlier in the year, you saw Matthew Cle- Matthew Cleveland, you know, always always at the rim. And I and we, we said it, you know, when the season first started after the first few games, like, yo, he's offensive rebounding. He's always around the rim. Like, awesome, awesome. And then I feel like no one's really trying to do that anymore. Norchad's really the only one going for boards, and it's causing him to, like, be in a situation to maybe pick up a foul or two that he doesn't need where where are other guys crashing the boards like somebody shoots a three and they're already halfway you know they're already at half court running back like if you miss a three a lot of the times that 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 rebound's going long you know other people can one or two guys can go back but if you shoot a three and you feel like you're short you know you're shooting it try to you know crash the boards it's gonna go long Colorado did that most of the game and they got most, they got two or three offensive boards and kept making threes. I just, I don't know where the intensity was from the beginning of the season. Is it because we're playing better teams now, but just because you're playing better teams doesn't mean you should stop doing what was working early in the year. It just doesn't make sense to me. No, I I do think we're a little, we we need to really, and we need a mental adjustment. I think we're showing up expecting to win because we're Miami, which sounds absurd in basketball. But look, <laughs> no, but but we're still ranked somehow because we're Miami. Like we have a reputation now. When you when you go the Elite Eight and then the Final Four and you win the ACC, people you do have we we have brand reputation, which also means like, when you go play Colorado. And you go play Kentucky. We're now a big game for these teams, and they show up, and you better show up. Like I can tell you right now, I've gone. I went to both those games. Obviously, the Colorado's a neutral site. That Kentucky game, that crowd was juiced up. This was like the biggest event they've had. Like they don't care about football much over there. Like since last year, probably like the last SEC game last year, they were juiced up for Miami to be in town. And I went to that same arena, and we actually won there when Jack McClinton was on the team and Frank Haith was the coach. And they couldn't give a crap. Like people showed up late. I was there like like half an hour before tip off. That place was jammed, and it's because Miami's a brand name now, which means people are gonna show. Like Colorado came in there like, this team is one of the best teams in the country. They're caught the Final Four. We're gonna kick their butt, and they came out there and they did. And we have to understand that we have to meet that intensity. We have to match it. So people are coming for us now. Like we are a big school for them to beat. We're getting the same effort that Carolina gets, that Duke gets from opponents. And our attitude is like, we're just going to show up and win. And that's not going to get it done. This was a lazy performance. It's a lazy performance. It was lack of effort. We somehow still don't know how we were only dealt with one at the half. But, yeah. you know, what did we give up in the second half? We gave up, what, 53 points or something ridiculous? It was like, a lot. Come on. Like, what are we doing? Did you, like, guys, I, did you guys expect us to be ranked? I didn't. No, but it um, makes sense because we have a reputation now. We are basketball. Like, we are respect. We always complain our programs aren't respecting our basketball program is not just by the voters, but by the other schools. It's part of the problem we're having. Like we used to like get overlooked and now we're the schedule that they circle. Like Colorado's probably been looking once this, this game was announced, Colorado's probably been circling this game, looking forward to it. That's how they go lose to Florida State. They don't really give a crap. Florida State sucks, right? But Miami's a brand name. Like you should have seen them play against Florida State. I watched the end of that game and like they look terrible. Like they they look like we looked in this game. 
they were throwing up bricks. They weren't running their plays. They weren't running back on defense. This is Colorado against Florida State. It's everything we did here. But look, when you're when you're a name brand, you're gonna get people's best games, and we have to match that intensity, or we are gonna keep taking losses like this. And and we actually have been on the other end of that. Like we've had some really good teams, and we had some mediocre teams that still beat Duke by twenty because they got down to Miami and they're like, ooh. Cool, it's sunny and warm in February, and we came up as our game of the season, and we are going to give it everything. And we blew them out, not just with like the 2013 team that was like one of the best teams in the country, but some of our bad teams have blown Duke out just because, like, that's the game you circle. We're that for a lot of teams now. Yeah. I mean, even not to, not to like, you know, <clears throat> go back to something we actually won, but for FIU, for sure, we're the cross down team. They've lost to everyone under the sun, but they played their best game against us, and we didn't show up and almost lost. I mean, it's it's what it is at this point. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Matt, anything else to add? Um, I mean, I guess defensively as well. Um, you know, we talked about the coverage and miscommunication. I'm going to suffer here. But <laughs> Boy. just like, I just don't understand. Like, rebounding is a mentality, right? It's like, it's an aggressiveness. Obviously, there's some, like, ability to it and whatnot, and sizes is – um is important, like a important factor into it. But like besides Norchad and I would say maybe Wuga, like what, what were the numbers for Matthew Cleveland the past two games or the two game? Was it the two games for Kentucky and this one that he had two rebounds total or something? Vish, I remember you tweeted it out. It was like he had two total rebounds and a certain span, but either way, I don't, I don't, I don't either way this. you need, you need better. You need better. I was looking at the defensive rebounding rates for the team and the three lowest on the team are three of the starters. 
Matt Cleveland, Bensley Joseph, and Nigel. It's you need better. You need as a team, you know you're undersized. You know, I get that, you know, part of this is, you know, miscommunications, right? Like if you're not in the right spot, you're not gonna be able to box someone out. I think that's part of it. But it's a mentality. I just I don't understand. You know, we shouldn't be looking whole, lost at this point, though. Yeah, we well, that's what I'm saying. We shouldn't be looking lost. We shouldn't have this amount of miscommunications on defense. We shouldn't. Um, sorry, I was reading Bill's comment. Um, just offensively, just the lack of engagement. Like, you know, watching us last year versus this year, it's like we were trying to kill you on every possession, right? And then I feel like it's like we're taking possessions off not engaged offensively like you know that would happen on the defensive side of the floor last year and the year before that as well but i mean to this degree on both sides of the floor it's just it's crazy to me yeah i feel like our offense i feel like our offense had a lot of just like one guy going iso and dribbling the ball out like 15 seconds off the shot clock then we pass it out hold the ball at half court for a few minutes and then we finally run our offense with like six seconds left on the shot clock well like Like, do you remember the first possession? It was either the first or the second possession out of the half. We we did the dribble handoffs. They were actually aggressive trying to get switches. And then there's a high ball screen for Nigel and that center Lampkin switched onto him. And he just, I think it, he either drilled a three or he did something. He scored he on a three. Yeah, and I'm like, where, where was that the entire like rest of the half? Like, I, I don't understand it. Um, well, I did. I did know we were also, and Melissa got an earful of me yelling, "Shoot the damn ball at them!" Because, like, look, we are. If you're gonna play tempo, when you're open, you gotta shoot it. And we had absolutely. way too many. Like that play you mentioned, like he wasn't open. Open, Nigel was, but look, you got the big on you. He takes a step back, shoot over the top of him. And I thought we hesitated a lot of, you know, we get into it's the first. But well, as, as Melissa said, we would. Rather than 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 just take the first open shot, which is how we normally play, it was a lot of all right. Let's rotate it back outside, dribble the clock down a little bit, and I don't know to what end because we're not. That's not our strength. It's not executing late game and the late late shot clock plays. We're not a slow paced team or a fast paced team. So yeah, I don't when know what we, we were doing there. When we get into these moments too of like these runs that the other team go goes on. I felt like the thing that, well, the two things that would keep us in were our defense would kind of, you know, force some turnovers or whatnot, which is not going to happen at least now, right? Or Isaiah would go to that little mid range, you know, shot and get us back in a rhythm offensively. And I feel like we don't really have that right now. Matt Cleveland is capable of that, though. And I don't know what's going on with him because he played really great at the beginning of the season. I've said it multiple times. I love his mid-range game. Where has he been in these two big games? Well, I mean, where is it? But everyone disappeared, right? And I, I think – I mean, I don't know what the plan was like against Colorado, too. They were very aggressive defensively. They were overplaying. And we weren't aggressive. We didn't – you got to respond to that aggression with aggression. We didn't really do that again. As most of we were kind of just stagnating offensively. We did we did drive the ball a lot more in the first half and miss some layups and stuff. But yeah, but uh, you know there were open jumpers to be taken. I would have rather just keep shooting, especially you know 
in the second half, it obviously crescendoed when, frankly, we just quit with like eight minutes left. But a lot of those turnovers you mentioned, Matt, that weren't really forced were out of first not taking an open shot. Like, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's AJ Casey. If you're wide open from three, shoot the damn ball. Because otherwise, I think you're bra- we you're both were the yelling, offense. shoot the ball. Right. Because otherwise, you're breaking the offense. Like, you can't, what are you going to do? Drive it into a mass of humanity? That's when you get stolen or you're going to get blocked. You're going to, if that's the open shot, you just take the open shot. Like, because it's not like they have one less player on the court. He's standing somewhere else. <laughs> so if you're in the open space, you're not shooting from there. You're necessarily moving the ball into someplace where they're going to have players. And and a lot of those turnovers, especially, just came out of hesitating on. on 20, um, 20 turnovers. How many rebounds did we end up with? Like 16 or something ridiculous? Yeah. I mean, just they had more in the first half than we had the entire game. It's, it was, and and then again, I, I think the, just the, the the attitude, man. I don't know how you. She's waving at Ao. <laughs> um, but the attitude, just the the quitting. To me, that's like the unacceptable part because I I don't understand how you just like let that happen because that. That last, what, six or seven minutes of them just repeatedly stealing the ball and dunking it was just some of the worst basketball I've ever seen. I don't think I sat down for most of the second half. Yeah, I know. I was standing facing the aisle for for most of of it. Yeah, we were um, in the last row of the upper deck, so we didn't have anybody behind us. Well, hold on. It was... Of the lower deck, yeah. Of the lower deck, because the upper deck was... It was the last row of... Actually, there were suites hmm. behind us and stuff, but... They yeah, didn't, but they those didn't, were higher up. Yeah, they didn't They didn't, They didn't. didn't sell the uh, the upper deck, so... Yeah. We sat what would probably cost like $1,000 at a Nets game, but there was no one around us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I was standing, but my... Usually, because what happens is <clears throat> when it's a close game and I'm watching at home, I go to my spot in my living room where I stand and watch the game. Um, and it's worked so far, but I guess it doesn't work if you're standing in the arena. Cue the socks outro. Don't cry. Keep it chill. Wear good socks. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.